Welcome to the Hapag Lloyd podcast. Whether crossing the storm, love stories on the high seas, or strange inventions, as one of the leading shipping companies in the world, we have gone through a lot of adventures and want to share those amazing stories with you here on our podcast channel. Dive with us into the fascinating world of shipping. Imagine the engineer Carl Julius Bach wrote in 1873 regarding his voyage from the European mainland to Dover that you must confirm the sad fact that even a well-disciplined German stomach refuses to obey. Bach gets horribly seasick during the crossing. So sick, in fact, that very soon after getting back on land, he starts drawing a detailed sketch of how to build a tunnel across the English Channel. The young Saxon is quite certain that every traveler would be willing to pay even more for the journey by train than for the voyage by ship. Years later, some gentlemen in Berlin would try to solve what Bach was mulling over, but in a different way. In 1905, at the Sanitas Electricity Company, they developed an electric vibrating chair to prevent as well as treat seasickness. In order to test the already patented invention under real-world conditions, they persuaded the higher-ups at the Hamburg-America Linie, as Hapag was also known, to take part in a series of tests. On November 25, 1905, the inventors boarded the Patricia, along with six vibrating chairs. They are welcomed on board by the ship's two physicians, Dr. Peters and Dr. McCutcheon, who would be providing the project with medical supervision. Experience had shown, the doctors assured them, that the crossing from Hamburg to New York in the winter season would provide plenty of opportunities to test the effectiveness of the Wunderstuhl, or miracle chair. In fact, the North Sea would already begin claiming victims on the first day of the voyage. A long line had already formed in the hospital, not long after the vibration chairs had been set up. After checking their hearts, I have placed seasick people in all stages and in all walks of life in this chair, Dr. Peters would write in his report. At first, he had to contend with the considerable misgivings of the cabin passengers, but their resistance usually broke after the next bout of seasickness. The patient would sit upright in the chair, which was connected to the electrical wires for the ship's lights while the seat vibrated. These vibrations initially affected the pelvic organs, but also the large abdominal viscera, the diaphragm, and perhaps the heart, while the feet are fixed, Dr. Peters noted. A vibration of the head is not intended, and probably also better to avoid, he continued, noting that the chair's vibration is vividly reminiscent of driving a car. This reminiscence seemed to take some of the fear away, at least for some of the well-to-do among the sick passengers. The patient could calibrate the strength of the vibration as well as turn it on and off. What makes the vibrating chair effective is that it cancels out the ship's movements by creating a gentle counter-vibration of sorts. In this way, it aims to trick the patient's sense of balance. Seasickness is triggered when the body perceives a movement that our visual senses do not perceive. Eight out of ten passengers with light to moderate seasickness claimed that the chair actually did improve their well-being. The pulse slows and the annoying vomiting subsides, Dr. Peters noted. However, the effect usually only lasted as long as the treatment. 
We will likely reach a point when we let seasick patients sit on the vibrating chair for several hours, even days, he remarked. However, he also added to his report that it had yet to be determined whether sitting on the vibrating chair for long periods of time would cause people any harm. The farther the ship got from Dover on its way to New York, the larger the number of passengers with severe and acute cases of seasickness grew. It was a test of endurance for the vibrating chairs, as well as for the suffering threshold of the patients, who were now being jolted about for longer periods of time in the ship's hospital. Although some symptoms could be alleviated, they would re-emerge with a dreaded vengeance after the treatment was halted. Weakened after having lost a lot of fluid and not eaten enough, some passengers started falling into a state of near-unconsciousness during longer stretches of vibration. This prompted the ship's doctors to advise the sanitas directors to install an adjustable backrest on the chair. Dr. Peters concluded his report saying, On the basis of these results, obtained on the basis of numerous observations, the vibrating chair appears to have a future, particularly as a means of preventing seasickness during short voyages at sea. But in the end, the Wunderstuhl never took off. Instead of a cure, it became an amusing anecdote. On the other hand, the channel tunnel, or channel, that Carl Julius Bach had raved about actually did become a reality in 1994.